Wednesday. Welcome to my living room. I've had some adventures here today, let me tell you. So, actually, I'm going to tell you about them because I know you want to know. First, we're going to pray. Then we'll, um, we'll talk to God and then I'll talk to you. How's that? So, Father, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for the power of your word and for amazing experiences all day, every day. Thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, for your leading, Holy Spirit, for the places that you take us. So thank you for the power of your word. This word that you hasten over to, to bring to pass in our lives. And I thank you for, wow, I thank you for the way that you love us so com completely. Yes, unconditionally. But I mean, just absolutely and amazingly so. Thank you for being the God that perfects the things that concern us. And thank you for leading and orchestrating tonight's conversation. I pray that the ears of the listeners, as well as myself, are open to hear you. That our eyes are open to see. Our hearts are open to receive. Our, our lives are ready for change. And I thank you so much, Jesus, for the power of your blood, for your excellence and God, it is so awesome to be able to enter into your presence and to have the conversations with you that we do, that you are definitely one that um, leads us into actual disclosure instead of temper tantrums, and I'm grateful for that, so grateful. I praise you and I thank you for my Astounding Love family, for the season that we are in, and for the messages that you're speaking to us this night. Yes, and the prayers that go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I want to tell you about my day. Not the whole day, but just this little aspect of my day. It's kind of interesting. Last night, well, which, which would have been after midnight, I, was, I did my usual stuff before I fall asleep, and iPad was in place, and then I noticed that the wire that was connected to it was slightly bent. So, as I lifted it to um, get that straightened out it broke and so the little piece of the lightning connector was stuck in the iPad itself and I couldn't charge it and couldn't do anything else with it which was kind of annoying and so today I thought okay I'm gonna go ahead and do the warranty thing and see what's up maybe they're gonna give me another one no that's not what they were gonna do they were gonna repair it but it was going to take a few days to get it to them and then take a few days to fix it in it, probably like six minutes, and then take the time to repackage it and send it back to me. And this is something I use every single day uh, for my studies or, or what have you. So I was like, nah, that's a no. And I instead got um, uh, the idea through talking to Crystal to check with my friendly people around the corner. and. I mean, it was just a matter of just lifting something and extracting it, and so it was done for five bucks. How's that for a repair? So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so much for this particular time sending it in. I'm glad I have a four-year warranty, but I actually didn't need it for that because it was the time, the timing of it. But God perfects the things that concern me. And that's a scripture I speak pretty much every single day and have for over 20-something years. Psalm 138, verse 8. That the Lord perfects the things that concern me. So I'm going to ask some of you, uh, Standing Love people and those of you that are watching us, if you've got a scripture that you pretty much feel, you know I say this almost every day, I say things like the entrance of God's word brings light, 
And we talk, no weapons formed against you shall prosper. The tongues that rise up against you in judgment shall be proven wrong. I pray that over lots of people. We pray Psalm 91. But is there a particular scripture, that, or one of, I'm going to say, that you would say is like a hallmark for you, is a, is a signature for yours? I have maybe five or six, maybe seven, maybe 20, that are for, that I, I just, you know, I'm like, oh, that's one of them there. And it's like, oh, and that's another one, and that's another one. Not trying to claim them. It's just that these... This word is really every day my life. I am every day Bible, every day the word of God. So, yes, I do have uh, particular ones. And then anything else that I can find in this book that is applicable is my scripture. So, and certain ones, I just, I feel like it's a love song. And I'll just go, oh, I love this one. And oh, this one ministers to me. And I can get quirky. And it's nice to be me for me. It wouldn't be for you. Because I know how to do it. You wouldn't. So, but I don't know how to do you either. So, that, uh, be you either. So, uh, that other screech, scratch that. Okay, and clean those minds. Okay, so <laughs> anyway, if you have one, go ahead and put them up. And Frederick, uh, if you are seeing them online, you think you and or Carlita, uh, y'all collect them and send them to Crystal. It, it'll be fun, and uh, we'll just kind of talk about them interspersed throughout. The other thing that, um, kind of have not kind of did happen today was it it was a, a day I saw um, one of my brothers my um, young my baby brother is what I call him but um, one of his former neighbors and they came up for a little bit today and she told me that she had read my book and that she just um, she sopped it up she's going back over it but she said that she was talking to another Sunday school person at her church and telling them this book is a perfect foundation uh, elementary type of foundation so I said all that to say I got the message and so there will shortly be a Kingdom 101 workbook that will be coming out I don't know what we're going to do with it yet and how we're going to offer it but I can just tell you that it is in the works I've got a few people that are pulling extracting things that they think are necessary and uh, we'll we'll put our inimitable signature on it and we'll we'll do some things with it now, another thing that I was thinking about um, while I was praying is I kind of, I do want to kind of address emotions tonight, not in a heavy duty way. I don't know how you can say emotion and heavy duty and say not heavy duty because sometimes, man, emotions and people, it, it gets to be like the movies or something. Now I'm thinking of the Bee Gees. Okay. <laughs> If you know old disco, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's okay. We'll, we'll just let it go. Actually, it was a lady named Samantha. But I have had my own self just sometimes over Corona this and this that. And, and I don't mean Corona really. COVID-19. Raspberry LaCroix. Um, no, that's watermelon nice it was shocking to my palate as I was expecting raspberry okay that's <laughs> it's still good but it was a surprise all right sorry about that okay <clears throat> and go anyway I honestly have you know you think about that and then there's this thing that's going on in the world and people being used as guinea pigs and young people being killed by police officers or dying in unexpected ways 
And your heart goes out to the families. And yes, I do understand people will say, oh, it's senseless that another this color person did this to this color person. So those of you that are called to intercede in that behalf, we join in with you. Those of you that are assigned to watch what the government is doing, don't get distracted. Stay on your watch. No wagging of the dog will get you off your watch. You understand? We're going to mourn with those that mourn. We're going to speak against those things and, and, and take down in the spirit so that it can happen in the natural. The elements of um, demonic activity, the hatred, the, uh, whether it's racism, mis sheer stupidity, uh, whatever it is. You're going to pray for those police departments because it's not the entire police department. It is the individuals that were there. And you, whoever you are, yes, it was the whole police department. You don't like it when they say it's all black people that did this or all white people that did this or all uh, hot dog people that did this or whatever it is. So no, do not group everybody together when everybody wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It was poor representation of those that are in positions of leadership, it was ignorance, it was whatever it happened to be. It was not okay. Murder is not acceptable. Murder by police is definitely not acceptable. Uh, but murdering police is not acceptable either. You understand? And the fact that it was a black man, I'm thinking of um, one person in particular, I'm not going to name names tonight, but a one black man who's being held down and can't breathe. And there is a police officer and others that are witnessing it. This is not the entire force. You understand that? But it is people that I'm glad to say will be, uh, have all been fired and more will happen. But do not take it to the place of saying it's white people against black people. Because then what we have just done, or white or black people against this one, or Mexican people against this. Because when you start isolating, what we're doing is fulfilling the agenda of division in the country. You don't want to do that. It's not acceptable for anybody to be held down and die in, in the police presence. That's not acceptable for anyone. It's regardless of gender, color, persuasion, or what ethnicity, whatever it is that you go by. That's why I'm saying yes, it, because it was this man and that situation, that is deplorable. But as soon as we start, and I'm talking to the body of Yeshua. I'm not talking to people that don't know Jesus because you're going to take it wherever you want to take it. But I'm here to tell you that what Satan wants us to do is to keep speaking with the same sense of outrage that the world has. And we don't have the power and the ability to solve problems when we speak the way the world does. It's when we speak what the kingdom does and say this thing gets shut down. The spirit that has been running rampant in this town, this state, this area, that has thought that it can a man running down the street and they can pretend to be cops or used to be cops or whatever it is and you can kill him while he's jogging that's not funny that's not acceptable but see it's not acceptable no matter who it is and what we sometimes miss out on are the new stories that we read about are not all the stories that are taking place this is why you'll see did you know, for instance, in places such as Arizona and Oklahoma and in different places where there are tribal land, 
where there are native, what are referred to as Native American um, people that many women have gone missing over the years. Did you know that there are a number of murders, deaths, disappearances that take place on a large scale all over the world, but it's not reported in the news? It's not okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not acceptable. Why? Because they're Native American women? Because they're women. Because they're people. And the fact that it is focused in a certain area tells me there is a demonic situation going on over there that we could speak to, address, because I, because to me, when I'm dealing with things, when we're dealing with things in the spirit realm, it says that the ground, that area, feels that it has the right to take those lives. Mm -hmm. And there are things that we can do. This is when, I, now I'm talking to those that are spiritually aware. There are things that we can do to bring that healing to the land. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. What is that? Your, your identification with the world with the wickedness of the way of the world. Turn from that and come to me and speak the kingdom language and do the things that I'm saying to do so that the problems can be solved, so that these women stop disappearing, so that these children are not just going in a certain door and never to be seen again. You see, there's a lot of, uh, I'm going to use my, one word I like, nefarious type of things that are going on in this world. Deplorable, absolutely reprehensible. Wow, look at all the syllables I'm using. You know what? This nasty, dastardly kind of stuff, yeah, you're going to speak those words because I want to get our attention off of the part that Satan wants us to focus on, to look at the part that the Holy Spirit is saying, this is where I want you to speak to. This is the pressure point. This is the place where we'll send them running. This is the place where we'll start finding the loss. This is the place where some of these people will never be snatched at all. This is the place where salvation happens. This is the place where curses are reversed or removed. This is the place where healing takes place. So it's not a heartless thing and a, not, a lack of caring. And I am not afraid. If they say it's a black person versus a white person. There's this Because there are some mean folks out there that really have it out for somebody of a different skin. There are people that may even flick on this and have words about me that are so wrong. And you know what? Since it's not my identity, you're just showing demonic stupidity. And that's just kind of the way it is. And that causes me to want to pray for you because you're the one that's messed up. Gosh, did somebody actually say that? So there you go. Well, there you go. So it's like, you know, when that happens... I, you know, we pray for you. We release the love of God into your life. Because I'm not what you say I am. I'm what God says I am. I'm not who, who the world, who others who hate my skin color, my size, my, my face, my age, my whatever. I'm not that. I am who God made me to be. That's the same story for you. And if you're filled with bitterness and hatred and meanness, you know why? Because you, your, your life is being run by a demonic thing that is sending you off on these little tangents and you don't have peace. But I do. And so our peace I release to you. And the love of God we release to you in the name of Jesus. And we praise God for the ones that find us. If you're being naughty with your mouth, you're going to get shut down because they will send you away. But we're still going to pray for you. 
So anyway, do I have any questions or anything before or comments, scripture, something? Um, scripture. Um, there is no fear in love, and mine is God didn't give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and sound mind. Um, also, um, that's all I received so far. But we did get a comment. Um, you were making about, <clears throat> excuse me, emotions. Mm -hmm. And this person says, yes, my emotions almost made me slap my daughter. <laughs> Have you ever felt like doing that? LOL. <laughs> Have I ever felt like slapping my daughter? No. I just slapped her. No. Of course I have. That was a lie. It was a straight up lie. Yeah, that's a lie. Yeah, uh, what we feel and what we act upon are two different things. And that's kind of what I, I want to get to. So somebody said... Here's that, another scripture. Yes. Um, God does not abandon those who search for him. Are you guys going to give me addresses for any of these scriptures or are you just going to name them? I said Psalm 138 verse 8. And they're just probably just speaking what they speak about mm -hmm. themselves. I also mentioned Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Yes, I see a hand raised. May I help you? <laughs> yes, I also think that what what you were saying was right on. Um, and when you look at what the media um, focuses on, they focus on certain things like nothing else is happening mm -hmm. um, to any other race or you know things like that. That's so you think that that's the only race or that's the only thing that's happening when there are so many other injustices happening around the world right and the so. race is human mm -hmm. the race is human but the ethnicity see do you really want to live your life only paying attention to what social media tells you is important no. or do you want to find out what God deems to be important because it's not that God says that 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 um, this is not or that is not of uh, matter to him it's simply the fact that he sees it all and so because he sees it all he wants us to see there are, as I said, there are people that are specifically assigned to pray about certain things. We join our prayers with them, but you don't get off your watch. You gotta stay put. You gotta stay with with what you've been told to stay with and and continue on with that. Because if you don't, then things start to slip by. Yes, ma'am. What else you have? Um, here's an address. First John four eighteen. There uh -huh. is no fear in love. Because if dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. That's the Amplified Classic Version. Beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm -hmm. Thank you for that one. What else we have? What else do we have? There's a question. Yes. Um, I mean, this is, why questions. does the world seem... Like it has more influence in the news, media, and music than the church? Question mark. And how do we influence these areas? Okay, let's look at something. What gives power to anything? One is thing is our words. If, if our, our apostle Dr. Baker preaches about this a lot, stop saying what the I do too. Come to think of it, but stop saying what the world says. Okay, they call lesbians, gays, transgenders, or transsexuals, or whatever it is, homosexuals, etc., etc. Um, they go by this beautiful thing called the LGB something, okay? I'm on purpose not trying to. But really what it stands for is lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender, 
and LGB something. Okay, all of that. Yeah, and the T, the transgenders, transsexuals, trans, what have you. Mm -hmm. If you call it by the euphemism, you just watered down the intent. If you refer, here's another one. I hear this all the time. This person was sexually assaulted. I don't know what that means. If you said this person was raped, this person had their dignity snatched away from them. You, you it, it's like, but that's an ugly word. It was an ugly act. It was actually an act of violence. It's a criminal act. So I don't see the point of giving it a soft, um, a soft response so that people are not offended. What do you mean you're not offended? <laughs> it's sin against somebody else. You see, that's another thing that and I've heard Dr. Baker say this, and I really do believe this too. It's like, who told you? that you're not supposed to offend people by your preaching. The Word of God, the Bible says that Jesus was the scandalon, the rock of offense. And because he stands, he stood, he stands for the truth. He stands for the Word of the Kingdom of God. And believe me, when you have been living the ways of the world and you come up against a solid, immovable rock, you do get offended, mad, little temper tantrums, throw your little fist and stomp your little feet or do whatever it happens to be because your flesh and the demonic influences of our lives get offended by God. Don't appreciate him being who he is. Do not appreciate him ruling and reigning the way that he does. So the answer, my, I, my thought about this, because I'm not going to tell you how I know because that's not true. But as I look at it, I think, you know, we empower the things that the world wants because sometimes we're the first ones to go get it. I have iPad, I have phone, I have this, I have that because those are necessary tools for what I do. But what I'm not interested in is getting it for the same so that I can be just like the world. Is there ever a time in your life that they know that you're different? from them and that they actually appreciate you being different because what that means is that in a time of need you're going to have an answer that the rest of the folks around them do not have. They may be able to tell them where to get the kegger, they may be able to tell you um, where to get the best prime this or that, but they may not be able to tell you the way to salvation. If you were on your deathbed are you surrounded by people that could teach you or tell you how to get to Jesus, how to avoid going to hell? Okay, as he, my brother says he was. He's a. I got a witness in the house. Um, you see, all them for all those friends that know how to drink, all those friends that know how to party, know how to smoke. All they can do is give you a send off to hell. They didn't come. Okay, <laughs> he said they didn't come. All they can do is give you a send off to hell. They cannot show you the way. You know, somebody says, I married somebody that was just so wonderful. They're so fine. They're so this. They're so that. And and it's like, good, you got your trophy husband, your, 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 toy, your boy toy, your trophy girl, whatever it happens to be that you have. But if you were on your deathbed, would they look at you and say, sweetie, are you okay? Are you sure that before you take your last breath that you're headed in the right direction? Because see, some people you need in your life to help you to know how to die. Okay? 
and to show you that there's a better way to live. But I'm here to say, um, if my friends, we, you know, we do quick checks real quick. Are you, do you know, <laughs> do you know, and I'm going to get to that too. What do you know about, you know, eternal life? What do you know about, uh, cause if you start talking about, well, I gotta be good enough. I gotta get, a, I gotta go get a priest. I gotta do this. I gotta do, you don't know what you need to know. And that's not good. Okay. There's a lot of people we're called to the world. Yes. We're called to evangelize. But part of my evangelism field is actually within the church walls because there's a lot of people showing up for church or tagging in online for church, talking about how me and Jesus, he's my homie, we got this going on, we got that going on, and you got nothing. And you know why? Because he's who he is, and he doesn't shift being who he is to accommodate your good time, Charlie, Mary, Jude. Joe, uh, Sue, whoever you happen to be. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> My brother is, is, is in the background and he's testifying. But it's the truth. It is the truth. You know, it, it's like, I, I think about it. It's like, I, part of my calling is to people that, that go to church week after week and they are no more saved than some of the folks I know that still hang out in the bars. Hello. Okay, different kinds of spirits. And some it's supposed to be around the Holy Spirit, but you don't know Him. And I am concerned about that. God is concerned about that because this playing stuff is over. It was never really in, and and now it's even more out than it was. So the world is is only appearing to advance. Because the word says that the kingdom, this is the time for the kingdom of God to advance. Because this is the time for the gospel to be preached all over the world. And this is the, because the end is coming. And Jesus is coming soon, as Dr. Baker would say. And so there are things that we are speaking and releasing. And I'm actually saying, you know, do your own pulse check. Your own eternal, because God is not in the fire insurance business. So um, there are no angels knocking at your door trying to offer you a salvation, a fire insurance policy. Uh, you know, that's not the way this works. The kingdom, you don't come into the kingdom because you're scared, scared. That's not why you get, I got saved because I was scared I was going to die and go to hell. Well, that's great, but that actually won't, will produce for you a very mediocre uh, religious lifestyle. And the reason that it will do that is because you're going to learn how to do some good stuff. Remember, um, I came in under the behavior modification salvation plan. I don't recommend it because it's a lot of being good stuff. And, so, and, and when you're not wanting to be good, you're not good at all. You're a hypocrite, just a hypocrite. I know what I'm talking about, okay? So sometimes I was a heathen, sometimes I was a hypocrite. Every once in a while, I was a good Christian girl. A good Christian girl. A good Christian girl. I was a church girl. But a church girl ain't necessarily a saved girl. Got it? Okay. Moving on. Um, so <laughs> that's that's why I would say no. The world appears to be because because we, the church, it's our time, the body of, of Yeshua, the kingdom citizens, to show them a program they can't get on, on Netflix. To show them what true kingdom power is because it's better than Marvel or DC. It's 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 the the the, the wonderful power of, of 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 the kingdom of God will cause you to marvel. It seriously will. And so those are some of the, the reasons when as we stop being so impressed with sin 
and the different and mediocrity of life and the pursuit of that which doesn't last. I'm talking we as the body of, Ye of Yeshua, uh, body of Jesus, the church. If we stop being impressed with the world, then and start and, and allow ourselves to be impressed with God, then the impressions of Him will flow out of us and it will cause, it will draw, it will be just what the Spirit of the Lord said. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So scripturally speaking, I would say the world is be doing whatever because Satan is being lifted up, but the Holy Spirit is not. So when he is lifted up, he will draw people away from that which does not satisfy. And they will come in because it's not just talk. Our walk's got some power to it, let me tell you. It really does. Next, did that answer it? If not, help me, Crystal. Help okay. me. <laughs> um, the next one was Colossians 3.2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on, on the earth. And then... Nice. Mm -hmm, the next scripture was Psalms 9.10. And those who know your name, who have experienced your precious mercy will put their confidence trust in confident trust in you for you O Lord have not abandoned those who seek you Ooh, that's not in the top 10 I like <laughs> it okay somebody reading their Bible <laughs> everybody would, is oh sorry no go ahead here's a question yes how would you how would your, or how would you say the best way for young adults to see this if they have lots of worldly distractions, unsaved friends, male and female? I would say let them ask their questions and let's tell them the truth. Let's not give them those stupid church answers that don't satisfy anybody that are just better off with, hey, I don't know, let's find out. That's a great answer. Stop giving them religion and start giving them truth and stop... Um, tiptoeing around them, stop putting them under a title called millennial. If you, when you look that up, it, it puts them in a place called rebellion. Um, start letting them think for themselves and, and, and be provoked to ask God and challenge them to, uh, to, to go to God and ask him, show me what you're talking about. Because most young people, those they call it, they're, they're great falling away and they're doing this and that. It's a sad thing that a lot of people that say they don't believe in God anymore never met God in the first place. They never met him. The God that they met was the God in the church that, that you had to go to where you had to dress a certain way, where you had to sit a certain way, where you sat still for an hour, hour and 15 minutes or whatever it is. You got cookies in the basement or 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 some I don't know what what the traditions were. You had Easter egg hunts. You had the Halloween parties. You had this. You had that. You got every single worldly, um, um, uh, idolistic, paganist um, ritual sanitized in the name of God, and he ha doesn't have anything to do with it. You raise them up under all that kind of nonsense, and then you get sad because they don't want to have anything to do with God anymore. They never had anything to do with God. The only Jesus they saw was the leader of the little lambs. <laughs> but they never saw him with power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't impressed with it either. That's why I was hopping the back fence, hiding until my grandmother went to church. She's dead. It's okay. She knows. <laughs> she knew then. She's actually, my brother's right. She is alive, but she's not here. She's not living in the earth. She is alive in heaven. And she knew because she caught me one day. And she stood there at the back of the fence when I called myself sneaking over the side. 
And she said, don't let anybody in the house until I get back. I said, oh, okay. And she that's all she ever said. She never tried to make me come to church. You know why? That woman was praying for us. Ellen Carter was fine. She was very okay. But I didn't want to go. Because all I knew about church was you had to go up there and on certain Sunday you got burned on Saturday night when they were trying to straighten up your hair. I mean, you know, you go in the church, you got all kinds of little injuries that nobody knows about <laughs> just trying to get you ready to look good, right? And, you know, you go in there with the little Vaseline on the forehead just to kind of try to heal some of the burn from the night before and the, not to mention the sore on your shoulder where you got popped with a comb because you kept moving. Okay, so I'm talking about a black experience for real. Nappy hair, straightening combs, Saturday night, for church on Sunday. Um, but you know, you went in there, they they made you sit still, then you stood up, then you sat down, then you stood up, then you watched, certain people shouted all the time, then you saw some other people in blue uniforms with white gloves wearing their hand, one hand behind their back, and they're asking you for money, and you're not allowed to take any back, you just have to give it and let it go. And it's all this, this these are my rituals of childhood. You saw these same men sitting in sharp dress, man, with these nice shiny shoes sitting up there, and they would move back and forth, and there's a lot of money and I don't know what the heck is going on and then people were wiping themselves with napkins other people were uh, or handkerchiefs they didn't have napkins then you know you had to raise your hand up before you were able to walk out the door just to go to the bathroom certain times they wouldn't let you come back in this was church for me your grandmama sitting up in the choir looking at you giving you the eye and all these other people pointing hands at you because you knew you were in trouble on the way home um get up walk back around put your money on the table and then these men are standing there counting it and then you know then they do what they do and that was church for me and so I didn't want anything to do with it at the age of 12 I was like I'm not going anymore I didn't like it oh they would put those three chairs out too is there one so there was <laughs> stop laughing uh, they would put those chairs out there talking about is there one you know what come the doors of the church are open and for a few minutes you know and now as soon as the song is over doors are closed that's it and when I finally did go forward, it wasn't because of any of that. It was because the Spirit of the Lord was with me, and I just felt a need to go. And so I did. I was probably around nine years old. There seems to be a standard age, the judgment age or something. And I went. And you know what they said about me? They knew my name, because my grandmother's sitting up there, and, you know, I, they knew who I was. But they wanted to introduce me, and so they did. And they said, we want to introduce her as, wait for it, if you read the book, you already know this. A candidate for baptism. A candidate for baptism. I wasn't even saved. I wasn't saved. I was just joining the church. And let me tell you something. On the day I got baptized, that little group of women, they were something like, what do you call the Indy 500 pit crew? Because they knew how to strip you down, dip you in the water, or put you in the sheet, dip you in the water, strip you back down, and put your clothes back on you. I mean, so quick. You had no time for modesty because they just surrounded you. Just come on, come on. I mean, I could have been a model for all I know because they got you dressed and you got you prepared. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, well, this is really what my childhood was somewhat like, and I am not alone. And uh, anybody listening that was raising anything similar, y'all know the denomination. I'm simply not mentioning it. I got witnesses all over this house, and there ain't that many people here. But that that's what it was, and I, I'm still answering that question. And as a young person, nobody told me. Uh, they told me, oh, this is a sad one. Grandmama, this was my premarital sex, no, don't, don't have sex talk. And I 
didn't get it. She said, and I'll not be coarse here. I'll let you use your own imagination. She said, keep your pocketbook closed. That is, a, that is not plain speaking to a, to a, <laughs> stop it, Crystal, to a literal minded person. She did not say anything about my knees staying together. She said nothing about keeping my ankles crossed and the rest of that you could figure out. So my clothes, my, my purse was closed, but the rest of me was open for adventure. Okay. You got it. You don't tell them, keep your pocketbook closed. You say, no, do not have sex. This is what I told my daughter when my daughter was like seven, eight. You're going to grow up. You're going to graduate from high school and you're going to college and you will graduate. You will stay a virgin. You will stay. I'm not going to advertise all her business right now. Let's just say my daughter is obedient into her adulthood she will graduate next year but and, and the rest of it is on on her when she marries her husband knows nobody else has touched her you understand and somebody told me people tell, you can't tell them that i said yes i can you tell me if i don't tell them who's going to because as i recall everybody out in the world said oh come on get in the water's fine okay so yeah it wasn't it, that, 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 that's a hellhole all by itself. And we'll just leave that alone. She's like, what is going on here? Okay, can you get it? Stop lying to these kids. If you want your young people, your young adults, um, your old adults, whoever, to really connect to God, then give them the truth. Because he's big enough to take it. And he is not this mean rule-making rule um, deity that, that, that has to have everybody always give him all the attention or he's going to throw a hissy fit and, and be mean and, 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 and pelt you with lightning bolts. I don't know what that is, but it's not God. And he's not just uncaring and I'm not, I don't want to be in your business so you get saved and I float through the world and struggle and just die if you got to and eventually you'll make it to heaven. That's not him either. So when we, as we, Stop representing a lie and calling it the truth. Stop saying that this is God when it's not. Then I think you'd be surprised at the young folk. And stop giving them their thing and just saying, yep, you know, you guys are all the young ones and you're the lead the way. That's crap. The Bible leads the way. The, the, the Holy Spirit leads the way. And we all follow as one body. So the separation between generations and the separation, these are the ones. No, 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 no. Did you not see that Joshua and Caleb, who were in their 80s, were leading? And Caleb is the one that led the pack of young people to take the ground. So do not make the mistake of thinking that a chronological age is, is, is a good divider to keep the church parceled out and fail for us to walk for us to fail to walk in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God which is what it says in Ephesians okay so that's that next question I'm just on a roll today this watermelon stuff is really good <laughs> well, what if you do give the truth does one just let God work through her? I may be pushing her more away. How did God work with you? Okay. How, how much preaching that, having somebody in your face always telling you how to conduct yourself, did you like? 
Every time you wanted to step out, they had to warn you, oh, the devil's in it. Or, And I'm not saying that you did that because I don't even know who's, who's, taught, who's asking the questions and I don't want to know. All right? But, but here's what I'm going to ask you. Are you treating the person with a, a lack of respect? Are you treating, if, if it's your child, are you trying to control for fear like Job? I, I have to try to get you covered because you may not, you may not make it. You may not, you, you, you could, you could fall in your sin. You could die. Jesus could come and you get left behind. This could happen to you because those fears, if those, if, if any of those fears are, are, are part of or in, embroidered in your conversation with your child, it's a turnoff because it's a lack of faith. It sounds like a lack of faith on your part and you're begging me to follow God. I'm like, look, here, here's the, this is what the truth is. This is what God says. And if they challenge it, it's like, good, now talk to him because he's got a conversation for you. You don't know whoever it is you don't know your identity yet, and you don't know your you don't know the the future that God has for you. Because if you did, you wouldn't settle for what you got. So go get. Come on, let's let's go find out what he's got. My daughter, who is uh, definitely an individual of her own, uh, uh, you know, is a lot of fun, and actually, and I, I'm going to ask you, parents, do you ever allow your child to introduce you to music? Do you allow them to introduce you to scriptures that are ministering to them? Do you allow them to introduce you to different speakers that they are listening to? And if you find something is like, that's kind of off, then you can go back and say, so what is it about this person that you like? What about this part? How does that line up? It, it opens up for some amazing Bible studies. And I've learned about some uh, wonderful musicians that are um, of, of more of my daughter's uh, age group that I had not heard, but by the same token, I'm able to then introduce her to uh, sometimes older and sometimes not, but different styles of music. I'm saying, is your child your child, or is your child your sister or brother in the Lord? Okay. Same thing for your spouse. Don't don't be putting scriptures all over the house trying to get this person saved. <laughs> Just saying. No, I'm not just saying. I got more questions? Hold on. Dude, what is that? Okay. No All right. <clears throat> Somebody must be on the computer. I'm ready. Okay, here's an example. There is a rapper who speaks with plenty of derogatory language. Uh -huh. And yet two children that were dying of terminal cancer, their last wish was to meet this rapper. Mm -hmm. So the rapper goes and gives gifts to them, and they get ex very excited when they see him. It feels weird knowing the body of Christ heals, and yet the children want the guy who is wild and has popularity and money and, and rainbow hair. I'm only impressed that... Yeah, I'm only impressed that he is using kingdom principles to advance. He ain't even black, and he uses the N-word. Maybe I'm embarrassed that I haven't influenced like I should have. In, wait, I should have influenced like I wait. Okay, I get it. So let me that wait. I had an influence uh -huh. like I should have in my calling. Okay, so do something about it, but don't judge the other thing. Ask the Holy Spirit. See, even in situations like that, I mean, you can do one, two things. You can be the the Monday morning quarterback, sit down and and have your conversation about what everybody else is doing or not doing, or you can talk to Holy Spirit and ask Him. Are you in this? What's going on here? 
Is it something that you want me to do? Anything else? You see, because the rapper can come and whoever it is and come, come visit and come cheer him up. And you can send the word to him. You can send the word to heal. God is just as interested in the foul mouth person with the rainbow hair that's not even black <laughs> as he is if he's the foul mouth person with the rainbow hair that is black. Hello. Okay? I'm the clean mouth person with the blonde hair. I'm every color. <laughs> you see, do you understand what I'm saying? When we get caught, you get caught up on the, the package. And you get caught up on the fact that you don't, you, you, you said something very powerful. It's about you. It's not about that person. And it's not about the, the children that were on terminal beds. It was about you. It's about the fact that you see somebody else on a platform doing something and you're not on your platform. So that says to me, go back to the Lord and say, what is it in me that you need to get rid of so that we can get on with this? Because if you feel that that person is there and you should have been the one that's been there, then get on your job and do what you're supposed to do. You can do it. You see, thank you, brother. <laughs> you can do it. That's the whole point. It's like, good, you've got provoked to jealousy. You see something that, that appalls you and it's got you jealous. It's got you hot. So good, light up and go, go, go be the fire that you're supposed to be. And do it without putting that person down. Hello. I go, when I go to the gym, let me tell you something. <laughs> Honey, I didn't know those kind of lyrics. I, I mean, I, I have been out of the world for a very, quite, quite, quite a bit of time. So I didn't know. Um, some of the stuff that's called trap music or ratchet or this or that or the other. I mean, you can say pretty much anything you want to say. And they do. And when you're trying to hold a plank and they talking about somebody better have your money or uh, some of the other stuff they want to talk about, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. It's like, you nasty thing. And you know what I started doing? And I've noticed that the music when I go changes. I said, you know what, God, I don't know who that person is, but I'm going to pray for them. And so I start praying for the, the musician, for the singer, for whatever it is, the one that's talking about, and I know who they, who, whose names they are, but I'm not mentioning them, okay? But I pray for them. Why? Because the very fact that they are, are um, enriching the kingdom of the, 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 the ministry or the, no, not ministry, the dark realm, I'm going to put it that way. The kingdom that has no king. The very fact that they're working from his trading floor and that he is taking so much of their destiny in exchange for money of all things. Money and a little bit of fame from the only from the people that are throwing their money. That that bothers me because there's a there is obviously a greater calling and a true destiny in their lives that would leave them feeling clean and that would leave them in places where they did not feel assaulted all the time because you got to strive a lot to try to stay on top or stay in your place so that nobody else can come and take it. So when I'm in those places, that is not my kind of music. That is not the kind of stuff that I play. But I don't ask. Uh, every once in a while, some, one of us will say, hey, dude, turn that one off because sometimes it's just too ridiculous. I mean, I'm like... At first, I went from, I want to just take all of these little boys and sit them down. If you call another girl, another woman by that name, I'm going to, I won't, you know. And, you know, you want to get into that. Then it's finally like, they honestly don't know that, that they're devaluing somebody that God loves. They're devaluing themselves. And these women 
that sing the same stuff don't even recognize what they are trading away. And so when I see it from God's perspective, then I know that I can do something about it. And that's what I'm saying to you. You look at it from God's perspective instead of from you feeling like whatever you're feeling like. Start listening to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And if you don't know how to do that, then get let's get you with somebody that does. And let's find out what the will of God is for you so that you could step up your game. and Step out of the game and step into your, your calling so that you can manifest the way you're supposed to. Next. La, 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 la. Yes. I don't know that I ever finished my thought, but I'll get to it. How do we make them recognize? How do we make who recognize what? Okay. Any other questions? We can come back to that. Okay. Um, but when you talked about, um, you talked about, when you gave the response about what if you do give them truth, um, does one just let God work through her? I may be pushing her more away, and you gave an explanation, and she said guilty. So okay. Like so just you. okay, guilty. Then let's do this, Father. Mm -hmm. You 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 can represent everybody. Okay, Father. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I can see. I can see. That I have been. That I have been a hypocrite. A hypocrite. <laughs> In the way that I, in the way that I try to tell everybody else, try to tell everybody else how to follow you, how to follow you. I thank you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus, for the blood of Jesus that cleanses me, that cleanses me from all sin, from all sin. I confess, I confess that I was wrong, that I was wrong, and I was speaking, and I was speaking from the enemy's camp, from the enemy's camp. I'm finished with that. I'm finished with that. And I choose, and I choose to think, change the way I think, to change the way I think, and I take on your thoughts, and I take on your thoughts. Which means that I repent. Which means that I repent. In my thinking. In my thinking. In my speaking. In my speaking. And in my doing. And in my doing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Okay? So there. Were you guilty? Yes. Now you're not. Because the blood of Jesus speaks for you. And that accusation is taken away. And when you just relax and you start going, oh, you know, just have that Holy Spirit little snuggle time. And find out what it is that he's saying and what he wants you to see. And, and and then act accordingly. And sometimes he's just going to tell you, shut up. Let them express what they're thinking. I'm a mom. I mean, I, I'm... My daughter is the daughter of a pastor and the granddaughter of an apostle and the niece of many ministers. So do you think maybe she might, might have heard a person or two or nine or 20 preach to her? tell her not to mention a whole family congregation that everybody has an idea of what she's how she's supposed to conduct herself i'm so grateful she's not as hung up as she could have been based upon all of that okay but one of the things that i found this most powerful i had to learn this okay i did or surely wasn't you know being a preacher don't doesn't mean that you know how to raise your children i there's a lot of laughter for that that was actually a joke um <laughs> Learn. I know because it's hilarious. Learn to listen. Treating treating our children, especially adults, adult children, with the respect that you would want to have as an adult. I didn't say your pally pally friend. 
you know, because every once in a while I have to put her back. Like, nope, I'm still mom. Mm -hmm. But overall, she's respectful and she's a lot of things. And she's not a goody two-shoes. She has had her own little adventures. But here's the most powerful thing that I, and I praise God for this every day. We have learned to create such a, a clear space that my daughter is free to come and tell me what's going on in her life without fear or concern that she will be condemned. There is a pathway, there is an honesty. And you know why? Because as her mother, I have done the same for her. I'm not telling you I tell her every single thing about my life and every nuance, but what I've chose to do as a, as a uh, one parent household was to not, the scripture talks about not hiding yourself from your flesh. And so I decided not to pretend to be something outside and, and, and something different inside. My daughter has always had access to me. And I told her when we were growing up, since I require you to walk the celibate life, I'm a single parent. So you know what that means? You have the right at any time, at any moment of your life to ask me, Mom, are you still pure? Are, or have you been having sex with somebody? Are you sneaking around? Are you doing this? I told her, I give you full permission to ask me at any given time. And I can tell you straight up, it has never been a thing where I was, uh, where I had to say, uh, no, I've, I've done this and so. I, I got to keep myself accountable by keeping myself transparent in front of my child. And she was the reason, well, she wasn't the only reason nobody was asking, but uh, <laughs> that I wasn't parading a lot of men around or even even in my stupidity, stupid days of pursuing and so forth. There's, a, there's still a standard that I had. I was not going to trade my child in for... Um, a man. I learned because I could see how it, she, she would allow herself to be seen. And so there's, there's a whole lot more to it. And one day maybe we'll, she and I will sit down and kind of talk about some of those things. We've done it before. But, but what I'm saying is as a parent, you cannot, especially when you call yourself, a, I think the term we use is Christian parent, which, you know, the rules for being a Christian change all the time. That's why you want to stay in the kingdom as opposed to being a Christian because Christians are, I don't know what, Christians can be all kinds of stuff, but a kingdom citizen only goes by the ways of the king. That's why I advocate things like that. But um, what I had to do was live life honestly. And that's what you want to do in front of your children. You want it so that if somebody comes to you and tells you that your child has done something that you know their character so well you say no they haven't and if you happen to be wrong because they were tempted your child will come back to you and say I have to tell you something and you'll be able to do it without it being all your drama about how you've been betrayed and how they lied to you and how could you do this and all that other stupid stuff okay by the same token you being honest with them gets them over that oh my gosh mom you're so embarrassing oh I'm this and that. mom my daughter I think her classic is mom you have no filters and I'm like, I do have them. I just don't choose to use them. So you know, it's like, not the way other people think that I should. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is, if your child is born from above, then treat them like a sister or a brother in Christ, not simply as your child. And give them credit uh, for listening for the voice of the same Holy Spirit that you have to listen to. Don't try to be him. Okay.
And that's my parenting uh, advice for the day. Anything else? Um, how do we make them recognize that they are devaluing themselves and women? You can't make them do anything. Okay? What we do is we preach our message. And as the Spirit of the Lord, the authenticity of the message and the cleanliness of the message and the way that people start coming. I mean, think about you. When you got your, when you started receiving the truth about your identity in Christ, you stopped being a lot of the things that you were before. We stopped being unclean because I don't want to be. You know, I heard um, a woman today, she said she, she prayed a prayer that she'd heard David um, Wilkerson pray. I God allow my heart to hate sin so much that I don't want to do it anymore. You know, that's the heart. Thank you, Miss Gloria. That's the heart of this thing. It's like I'm saying, you know what? This is the truth about me. In the beginning, when somebody tells you that you are above and not beneath, that you are head and not the tail, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that I'm actually the tail. And I'm really are, you know, underneath everybody else. And except for the fact that I really am this and I'm that. How did I get uh, this place where I, 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 earlier in the evening, I talked about the scenarios with black people, white people, this people, that people. And if you don't know my heart, you could think that I'm either avoiding or denying the black, white issue and the things that are going on in the world or something up to that effect. And that isn't true. What happened is that when I started learning who I am in the kingdom, I had to give up the 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 rights of a victim. As long as I'm just a black or colored girl in America, I'm just not African American, okay? Then white people, brown people, who whatever color people, discrimination will have a place and it will be used through people of different skin tones because I'm right for discrimination because as a brown skin, darker brown skin person, I expect to be discriminated against. I expect it on the workplace. I expect them to say, oh, two or three, where two or three black people are gathered together and the white man comes, y'all got to disperse because they're going to think that the coons are having a meeting. <laughs> or however that thing used to be. And forgive me if that sounds like a racial slur. It's not a racial slur. It's, 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 it's really the stuff that folks used to say. So if they were, if it was slurred, it was the folks themselves slurring themselves. Okay. So what I'm saying is, but that used to be, I think the expression was head count. Wasn't it right? Head count. Uh oh, there's two or three of us. We better, they might be thinking we're planning to over, overtake this thing. And it was funny. We thought, but we weren't amused because somewhere you walk away with the idea that because you're darker skinned or because you come from here or you come from this, that these are the expectations of your life. And trust me, I've got enough relatives that tell me how wrong I am, that if you one of my relatives and that's what you think, that's okay with me. It's simply the fact that you're assuming I'm trying to think from an escapism and I'm thinking from truth and kingdom. Because God said that when you come into me, like Dr. Fred Price said many, many years ago, I'm God colored. 
I'm more than my skin. I'm more than, than just those things. Well, what about when this happens? What about, you know, when you stop thinking about it that way? And yeah, it does happen. I have had um, experiences with dark brown skin in America. I know what you're talking about. But I've learned something. That the devil is the devil no matter what color it comes again. And I have authority over the devil. Do you understand? So what I did is I gave up being a victim. I didn't give up being black in the sense that, I, that I, I, you know, um, how do I identify? I identify as kingdom. That's where my identity is. That's where I found out how beautiful I am. That's where I found out how strong I am. That's how I found out that I have the power to overcome and that therefore I will overcome. Do you understand? And, and, and so it's, it's a daily decision not to be a victim. I have been raped. I have been, oh God, there's all kind of robbed and this and that and the other. I, I've been through a lot of things that were not okay. But God is bigger than that. And I don't want to be a victim. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one. Okay? I could be one if I wanted to be. You couldn't stop me if I wanted to be. But I'd rather be kingdom than be a victim. I'd rather be kingdom than be inferior in my thinking. I'd rather be kingdom than be nasty and mean and bitter. I'd rather be kingdom than be wrapped up in unforgiveness. I'd rather be kingdom than be one that curses and, and is negative about everybody and everything, fault-finding and all. I would rather be in the kingdom of God and learn about the things sitting on, on high where Christ is. And, be, and by the way, Jesus of Nazareth was a Jew. Do you think that maybe God might have a slight idea of what it's like to be discriminated against? And in the end... It did not, did not stop Jesus from fulfilling destiny. And that's what we're saying. All the mean people, all the murderous people, all the rude people, all the prejudiced people, all the racist people, all the bigots, all of this, all of that of which sometimes we ourselves are one. Don't give that power in your life. Don't give that the glory that belongs to God. It's a choice that we make. I can be more than what I've been. So why not be that? Be kingdom. What's higher than that? Nothing. Nothing. Go ahead. Well, while you're waiting, let me, let me say this. As I was talking about emotions... I had the thoughts, I, I experienced some of those thoughts, it's like I, I could feel the, 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 the weariness and, and even the pressures that people m might be experiencing and why sometimes you think, you know what, why even bother living anymore? That's suicide looking for a place to flirt. Mm -hmm. um, feeling the weariness is, is, is those fatigue and those, those spirits that are trying to actually to get with you, if you will, to... Um, talk you into continually saying out of your mouth I'm so tired of this I'm tired I'm I'm just over this I'm this and on and on it goes it's like start a fire start a flame to burn an unholy thing by speaking the words that give invitation to demonic spirits to come and be an influence in your life I'm just so 
I haven't been able. I mean, have you noticed the complaining increase amongst around people because they now they're happy that they can go get their hair done and do this and pretty soon it'd be yeah I got it done but I didn't like the way they did it pretty soon it'd be now it's like oh I'm just so sorry we're being home all the time next thing you know it's like oh my gosh the traffic is just terrible do you see what I'm saying so what you got to do is decide who you're going to bring to every situation and every scenario and that when when evil wants to to rear its head to go back to that earlier thing where the world's attention is focused on this you be the Jesus person you be somebody that's really different I mean I I know because I go around my town and there are masked people and actually a hundred degree hundred over a hundred degrees some of these people are like forget y'all you haven't lost your mind but there are still those that are out there and I mean you know you get these funny looks because they're looking at you like you're the foreigner because you you know you're the alien because you're not wearing a mask and I'm thinking yeah that's because I I was not born to wear one if I had been then it would have been provided for me along with my face you know when I was born I wasn't born to wear a mask and I wasn't born to be afraid I wasn't born to fear an invisible disease I was born to have the spirit of the fear of the Lord for the invisible God and this is why I want to say this. I posted this one on Facebook too. Don't talk about the new normal. If you're born from above, you have the supernatural kingdom normal every day. That is always normal. Uh, from the beginning, the, the normal of the world is not ours. The, 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 the natural reality of the world is not ours. We have the supernatural reality as kingdom citizens. The power to change atmosphere. And I think it's pretty awesome. You, you, you got some great stuff, you know, working for you if you employ it. You do. You really do. Did I have another question? I know. Um, or comment? One comment was like, someone has my same shoes on with a smiley face. Aw. Yeah. Um, what color? <laughs> <laughs> Anything I, else? I also want to say... Um, for those parents out there that maybe have not and talk up a little bit man. I also want to say for those parents out there that have not had transparency in their relationship with their children it's never too late to start so and God will um, he can turn the whole situation around if you even if you haven't had that so um, you're not left out just want you to know you got testimony okay she shook her head real quick on I mean, that I one. do but you know we're not okay well we'll when we get back to the studio, they can, yeah, you can see her. She's really cute today, too. All right. Any other comments or anything anybody wants to respond to um, before we go into the last part? Am I, is this connecting for you? Do you have any more scriptures also? I'm looking at Psalm 910. And they who know God's name, who have experience and acquaintance with your mercy, will lean on and confidently put their trust in you for you, Lord. Lord, you have not forsaken those who seek, inquire of, and for you on the authority of God's word and the right of their necessity. God has not forsaken those who seek him. There is a, well, I tried calling out to him and it just didn't seem like he was there. That's not true. I think one of the things that we have to recognize is that we have a tendency to look at the circumstances of life from the wrong end. 
you may look at things like uh, this is a disaster this is happening and that's happening just like I when I uh, experienced the thing with my iPad last night and my thought was okay we've got to get this fixed I talked to Crystal and it was like yeah see the terms are not acceptable to me to send this away and be done for a couple of weeks alternative well buy another one I, I, I need to get a second one for different things that we do within the ministry but today was not the day I was planning to do that, okay? So it's like, well, then you got to get it fixed. Well, we tried with the tweezers, and then it was, I we were talking about this same repair company last night, so I had looked them up, um, not even for this, but for something else. And so she, I believe Crystal did say something like it, but if she did, it was, we were talking about so many things that it didn't penetrate. But then the thought did return. Why don't you call these folks? Because I was trying to get the, her to call them. And I was like, well, why don't you call them on, you know, on your topic as opposed to for her topic? So I did. And the guy's like, I think, yeah, I think we could do it. It either costs $5 or it costs 30 It just depends. And I said, do you have time to do it now? Of course they have time to do it now. And so um, I went on over there and lo and behold, they got it done. I was in, I was there about 10 minutes and uh, he, he, he took care of the situation. And so of course here it is. That is because you look at this at the at whatever is going on and you say there is a solution. Mm -hmm. You don't look at it and go, oh my God, it's going to be gone forever. Now I'm going to have to go through this and I'm going to do this. No, those were things like, well, you could do it that way. You could do, no, but what 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 from the beginning, it's to approach the situation with there is a solution, mm -hmm. and good. I'm going to find it. You see, that's the kingdom response. Mm -hmm. When they say there's this, well, there's a solution. And we're going to find it and we're going to apply it. Well, my child is hung up with this raggedy guy and um, or girl and they're, they're just dragging them down and so forth. There is a solution. Mm -hmm. And it's not to get in the face of the child. It's to get in the face of the devil. And to let it be known, this is what the Lord says. It's not even, devil, you will leave my baby alone. Don't waste your, your time with that. There, there's not a whole lot of power with that. But what there is power with is no weapons formed against her shall prosper. A thousand may fall by her side or his side and 10,000 at their right hand, but it will not come nigh them. God causes them to be set in places with family. You said that the entrance of your word brings light. And so we release the power of your light. You, they're surrounded with the perfect love of God. Wherever the broken down areas, catch this. Because it's for somebody specific. And so I'm going to speak this over sons and daughters that are in toxic or de uh, dealing with toxic relationships. And they keep running after somebody that the mom or the dad is sitting up there throwing, I really thought I raised this child better than this. And you are wondering what kind of fool is my kid? Your child is not a fool. Your child is wounded. And so we're releasing the power of the blood of Jesus into the areas of the hearts of these sons and daughters. Lord, wherever these wounds are, wherever there's something that happened in childhood, something that happened on a school ground, something that they overheard someone say, something that they saw on the internet, or a lie that they believed when they looked at themselves in the mirror or in comparison to others. But wherever the entrance of the wounds are, wherever the attack has come against their sensitivity, against their mind, their will, and their emotions, we release right now in the name of Jesus the power 
power of the blood of Yeshua. I release the blood of Jesus into those areas, the memories of rape, the memories of torment, the memories of of, of uh, kidnapping, the memories of being robbed, the memories of giving up their virginity and being laughed at, the memories of having pictures of them shown to others, the memories of whatever it is that they've done that has brought shame upon them or has brought uh, grief upon them. Whatever this thing is, I speak to those demonic things in the name of Jesus, releasing and say, the blood of Jesus is against you. And, and Lord, I thank you right now that it those areas where they're most vulnerable to the influence of these wrong relationships, wherever it is that they have been so downtrodden, tormented, or, or uh, molested in their minds, mm -hmm. I speak the healing power of the blood of Jesus, releasing the power of the love of God into those places right now. Right now, I thank you that there is a change. Right now, that there, the ability to connect to those things, that the word of God and the blood of Jesus starts to sever those soul ties, those unhealthy relationships and those connections, that those things are snapped off and broken right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father. I thank you for the entrance of your word bringing light. I thank you for the healing power that is coming and causing those memories to be dispersed and deconstructed, dismantled, and released from them in the name of Jesus, from the daughters and the sons, the 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 um um the the Michaels. I don't know Just you know what? If your child is in this, or if it's you yourself, just put those names out there. Because I, I I got so many names rolling in me right now. I I I, I just you're put. I'll do it this way. Insert your name here. Insert the name of your child. Um, if you have a daughter, I'll use my daughter's name, Raina. Or uh, I'm gonna use Crystal's kids, Brandy's or Bria's, Carissa's or Alina's. Um, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh. Give me the other girl's Jayla. name. No, yeah, Amira. your other daughter. Amira. Thank you. And Amira. And all of those, okay? And now I'm going to use the people that I know that I go to church with. Okay, so Connie, Nicole, um, Armida, um, Crystal, Natasha, Carlita, Frederick, James. Um, we have a lot of folks. Alfred. If you know Christina. their names, just say their names. Christina's watching. She'll go, me, Christina. So Christina, Sharon, Constance. Um, Nicole. Yeah, I said Nicole. Oh, um, yeah. Helen. And um, on and on it goes. Damon, Sandra, uh, Miss, I've got to call your mother, Miss Diane, <laughs> Deanna, uh, Michelle, Dion. Uh, Dion, all of you, I'm using your names, and then you mm -hmm. spout out if you're watching, if you, even if you're not, it's okay. Soshi, um, mm -hmm. um, and Gorobaroska, uh, Patricia, I don't think there's any other Lanzines, but if there are any, okay, I'll put you out there. John, um, Mary, Paul. <laughs> Whatever the name may be, and I'm going to use some of our other children. Yes, Jayla, Malik, um, Dakari. Uh, see, we got some names, don't we? Some some amazing names. Um, I, I want to say um, Angela. Okay, um, Deja, uh, and just on and on. I speak this release. Jade, Oshirabokosta Daske, Halatoskoropataiska. 
Alamita Sturamalotoska. Hope, joy, Goromateska. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Juniors and threes, the thirds. Okay. Hope, Roska, Anasina Makosta. Jordan. <laughs> I got more names, so I, I just say them. Um, and if I don't say your kid's name, that shouldn't be unusual. You can speak it, all right? Um, who else am I thinking of, though? Okay. I got Janet and Justin. Janet and Justin, okay. Whatever names you have, if they're typing names, then just go ahead and speak them out loud. If you see any names on the screen, then just say them, okay? Because we're praying for your children. We're praying for the people of this world. We're praying for the children that are currently in captivity, mm -hmm. that your day of release comes. We're praying for the Alicias of the world. We're praying for the, um, the individuals that are all across the United States of America and in all of North America, in Canada, in Mexico. We pray for those that are in um, European countries, those that are in um, the, the islands, wherever you happen to be on the face of this planet. Michael and Laura. Okay, so Michael and Laura, yes. All these children. Aaron. And Aaron, okay. Go ahead. It's Celeste, so I think. C huh? C E L E S T E. Okay, Celeste or Celeste. Great. Okay, even if we mispronounce it, God knows how to say it. All right. Um, we do. We pray for you all. We pray for you. We pray for your children. And when we release this, Crystal is here in agreement with me. These toxic relationships will end. These men, these women that have latched onto your children or onto you and the cellular memories that are connected to them, we sever them in the name of Jesus. We say that even the grief that you've had over broken relationships, the grief that you have had over this individual leaving you or mistreating you or cheating on you or beating on you, or whatever it's been, whatever shame that has been connected to you because of this person, we sever that from you now in the name of Jesus. We speak what the word of the Lord says, that God has not forsaken you. God knows your name. Perfect love mm -hmm. cast out all kinds of fear. There is no fear in love that the Lord perfects the things that concern you, that no weapons formed against you shall prosper, that the tongues that have spoken against you in judgment, if you have feel shame because you've given up your virginity, we speak the, the spirit of purity over you now. Now and sever those soul ties you are not obligated to continue you are not dirty and beyond um beyond uh redemption you are not to be thrown away you are not a piece of meat you are not a piece of trash you are not a uh a b or an a or any other letter that is associated with something derogatory you are loved of god and you are valued at by him and we speak your value. You are worth blood to him. And we say that this day, in the name of Jesus, your turnaround has begun. Yes. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
glory to God. We worship you. We praise you. Anybody that's feeling despair, like you want to, you, you think you're supposed to die. No, you're not. No, you're not. You will not die. You will live. Yes. And you will tell of the wonderful works of the Lord. You will dream the dreams and have the, the, the seeing the vision, the, the the message by the word of God. Don't give up this Bible. Don't trade it in for dreams. Don't trade it in for visions. Don't trade it in for somebody giving you a word. This is the word that changes your life. This written word of God and the power of it being released when it's spoken from your lips. We speak that you are the beloved of God. We pray for you. We love you with God's everlasting love. And these are the things that we've released in your life and in our own lives as well. Yes. That you're going to see things about yourself that you didn't, didn't see before. And that these places where you have just held on like a koala holds on to a tree. And you have held on to sin and you've held on to these broken down people. That's what they are. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean a broken person that is trying to break you. But not anymore. Not another further does it go. I release these prayers over your children like I pray for my daughter. In the name of Jesus, the will of God will be made known and will manifest in your lives. You will find your children being pulled out of those dark places. You will yes. find that the light is there, that their angels are loose to deliver, that the, yes. that God delivers them to the uttermost. And not only do these things depart from you, but when we tell you to go in Jesus' name, we tell you never to return. Yes. In the name of Jesus. I got time for one more question. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, Frederick sent another uh, scripture, Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That was Frederick from New York. Hi, Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i got to tell you a quick story as we're, we're winding down. Frederick is a pushy person. <laughs> Frederick um, was at our uh, one of our churches here in California many quite a few years back, and God called him back to New York where he's from. And so at the time that God called him back there, he no longer could come to our church. So there he is in the Brooklyn area, I think, and and he's going to different churches and experiencing different things. And Frederick has quite a powerful testimony because at the time he was homeless, and um, he. God led him through a series of events, and he met this gorgeous woman who he later got to marry. Her name is Patricia. So, you know, when God lifts you up, honey, you come up, okay? Anyway, uh, hey, Patricia. So, uh, <laughs> um, but Frederick was not content with not being able to be in church with us. And we have gone through so many different things way before they were really ready to record church and do stuff. He found things. And that explains why his company, which is called Communion, which is also a ministry, is what it is. Because he finds solutions. This is what I'm saying. This is a person that's like, I'm not going to settle for things being status quo. Right? To take this as a word to use it in the other areas of your life. All right? You kept pushing and pushing. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. He's the one reason why we use the one free uh, free conference USA 
There's got to be a way. I've got to stay plugged in. There's got to be a way. We have used all kinds of primitive forms before streaming was what it was. <laughs> streaming was crazy. We, we did some stuff with little itty-bitty cameras, and we bought all kinds of equipment. And i got to tell you, it was really just to accommodate Frederick. So, <laughs> so if you ever doubt that you love, dude, I mean, come on. You, like, revolutionize aspects of our... Um, um, our AV department in the ministry because he just would not settle for being left out. And Frederick, take that and go into those other places in your calling. That same tenacity, that same due diligence, use it for your breakthrough financially because this is your time. So uh, those are the things, though, that I'm just saying. So the Lord is your shepherd. He will lead you. He will send you. He will take you where you need to go. And you shall not be in want. You shall not lack. I like the way that one, I'm going to leave, uh, let, make that maybe my last scripture here. Because I love the way that one reads Amplified. It says, the Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life myself this is the healing that we release into all those who we have prayed for in in the areas of wounds in your souls that god leads you in the paths of righteousness uprightness and right standing with him not for your earning it but for his name's sake and yea though yes though you walk through the deep sunless valley of the shadow of death you will fear or dread no evil for god is with you god extends his rod of protection and his staff to guide you and they comfort you God prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He anoints your head with his oil and, he, and your brimming cup runs over. So surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow you all the days of your life. And through the length of your days, the house of the Lord in his presence shall be your dwelling place. You do not owe an old boyfriend or girlfriend your loyalty. You don't owe them your plans, and you don't owe them one last get-together. You hear me? You don't hang out with them alone. You don't take their calls. You don't meet with them. You do not feel sorry for them. You take God, I'm feeling sorry, and let him have it so that he fills you with joy. You do not trade your cleanliness for the dirtiness of the past. That's not speaking against those former people of your life because we pray for them too. As I said, they're broken people. But when you are being made whole, you do not get around somebody that has broken you before. I am warning you now in the name of Jesus, do not keep the appointment. Do not meet with them. Do not say, okay, I'll drive, I'll pick you up. Do not go. Do not meet with them. Do not meet with them. I don't know who you are, but I'm telling you, you do not keep the appointment. You don't apologize and you don't explain it. You do not go. And whatever else you do, you are not with that person alone. No. 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 And I release the hedge of protection around you now. And I pray to God, if not, then maybe you'll have somebody like James Parker's mother who gave him, well, anyway, she put him to sleep so that he didn't keep his appointment. So if need be, I speak a supernatural sleep over you, a drowsiness that you will sleep through it. But one thing will not be your life and your, your purpose 
Your destiny will not be stolen from you. And I declare that and decree it in the name of Jesus. And that's all we got for tonight, I think. I didn't have any more questions, right? Mm -mm. Okay, well, for those of you that are part of our house, uh, we're receiving the tithes and offerings. You can go to www.astoundinglove.org and you can click on the... I think down at the bottom, there's a donate button or, or things of that sort. Or you can just, if you use the Zelle accounts, you can just say offerings at astoundinglove.org. I think we, I know we have um, not yet solved our international giving pro, uh, situation yet, but we are coming up. We're, we're working on that so that you can give from Canada, you can give from Europe, you can give from Mexico, you can give from wherever it is. And so um, in the meantime, make sure that you also send your prayers. And we release the anointing of God upon you for your increase. We do release the astounding love of God. I pray, I believe that the word that was released tonight was for you. I thank you so much for your questions and your interaction. That was a lot of fun. And those of you that went to church with me from my childhood, hey, hallelujah. Um, you know, hey, um, no matter what you come from, God knows how to get us where he wants us to be. Trust him. Trust him. Just ask him. He'll do it. He'll do it because he wants to. Keep that in mind. God wants to deliver you. God wants to prosper you. God wants you healed. God wants you thriving. God wants you succeeding in the things that he has called you and sent you to this earth to, su to succeed in. So as you seek him by his word and, and ask him to talk to you, we're going to see the turnaround that we have need of. Uh, it, it is happening. So Sunday at 9.45 and 11.45 in San Jose at, 9, at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard. Um, we welcome you to come. We have the gloves and the mask for those that need that kind of stuff. I don't call it social distancing because to me social distancing is when I don't speak to you. But the physical distancing is fine and um, you know, so you you you're welcome to come. It's pent, it's first fruit Sunday, um, and we're celebrating, um, big time. So, uh, for those of you that are able to do that, that's that's our invitation, and we love you astoundingly. We will, Dr. Baker will be back on Tuesday from her house, and I'm still going to be doing this from home for a few more weeks until we uh, get our crew sorted out and stuff like that, and then we'll be able to invite you on Wednesdays to come if you're local. So I thank you so much. If you have prayer requests or questions uh, after we go off, contact us at astoundinglove.org. That's the email address. Contact us at astoundinglove.org, and I'm pretty sure it's shown up on the screen. So with that being said, I, thank, I bless you with the love of, of, of the Lord. The Lord does bless you. The Lord does keep you. The Lord does cause his face to shine upon you. The Lord does give you his shalom. Oh, and I had to say this. Uh, this is a quote from my friend, Pastor John Childs in Texas, because uh, we, we, we're in business together and some, a transaction happened so that there was money that was able to be sent. And John said, I said, well, you know, it just makes me gorgeous. John said, you know, you especially look good with dollar signs. So, <laughs> so I thought that was very funny. You had to be there maybe because I don't tell a joke as well as I could. But nevertheless, uh, Pastor John, that's a shout out to you and Solomon Temple and those wonderful people there in the Dallas, Texas area. So Frederick in New York, and Carlita, Patricia, all y'all in New York. 
Um, so is she down in Southern California. Jimmy, if you're there in St. Louis and wherever else it is that you happen to be, we love you astoundingly. We bless you. And even you, our local folks, San Jose, Manteca, et cetera, et cetera. We love you astoundingly. And until the next time, um, I'm going to say bye. Bye. <laughs>